Hello and welcome to Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM and WKRM Radio, your hometown news broadcasting from Columbia, Tennessee. I'm your host, Tom Price. Today is Wednesday, July 5th, and we start with local news. The Murray County Fire Department responded to a lithium battery fire on July 1st at 10.54 p.m., The fire department was dispatched to an attached garage fire on Tom Osborne Road. Responding units arrived and found a garage door partially blown outward and thick black smoke pouring from the garage. It was later determined that the fire stemmed from an electric scooter. The scooter was removed to the exterior and ventilation was started. The lithium batteries were placed in a tub of water and moved to the middle of the yard due to potential further thermal runaway from other batteries. The Murray County Fire Department said the homeowner attempted to put the fire out with a fire extinguisher and then exited the garage, closing all doors to help hold the fire and prevent damage to the interior of the home. Thankfully, Spring Hill Fire Department, Spring Hill Firefighters Association, and Chief Greg Temple hosted a lithium battery class just two weeks ago, which better prepared the responders for this incident. Hospital leaders at Murray Regional Health are requesting an increase in funding of ambulance services due to community growth, according to a letter to the county penned by Murray Regional Medical Center CEO Dr. Martin Cheney. The current agreement between the hospital and the county allocates $600,000 per year for ambulance services, according to the letter, but the hospital's needs exceed those funds. According to the county commission's one-month extension of services approved June 20th, last December, Murray Regional Medical Center provided notice to the county that they would not continue its current contract with the county, stating instead an intent to renegotiate terms prior to any contract renewal. At a May 1st Health and Environment Committee meeting, County Finance Director Doug Laconin requested an extension to the Murray Regional Ambulance contract to push negotiations forward. We've been hard at work negotiating with Murray Regional on that, Luconan said in May. I talked with Dr. Cheney, and in order to continue service, they would be fine extending our current agreement up to three months, he said. Luconan suggested in May that the extension be for one month in order to facilitate an expedited resolution. The one-month extension to its agreement with Murray Regional Medical Center was based on the ambulance contract that began in 1996. The yearly funding allocation portion for ambulances has been set at $600,000 since 2009, and the contract was originally set to expire July 31st based upon the initial extension approved by the Budget Committee. The additional extension passed at the recent commission meeting moved the July 31st deadline to provide continuity of county ambulance services until August 31st, while negotiations are ongoing. Currently, July 6th is the date set for a request for a proposal from Murray Regional Medical Center, wherein any specific new costs would be presented. In the event that a new contract agreement is not reached with the county, the county would be placed in a position of seeking bids from third-party ambulance services to continue that arm of its emergency services, according to Cheney. We will respect the decision made by the county, Cheney wrote. Should that mean another entity will be providing ambulance service, we are committed to making that transition as seamless as possible, Dr. Cheney said in the letter. Cheney further underscored the need as required by state law to continue funding the services currently offered. Citing increased losses of Murray Regional Medical Center ambulance operations, Dr. Cheney said costs have far exceeded revenue received. 
Cheney projected Murray Regional Medical Center losses in excess of $4 million, in part due to investment in new ambulances for the community. Like organizations across the nation, we are also feeling the impact of inflation and increased supply costs, Cheney wrote. Additionally, the cost to replace an ambulance for Murray Regional Medical Center would be $250,000 per vehicle, according to Cheney's statement, with an average of two high-mileage ambulance replacements annually. District 8 Murray Commissioner and member of the EMS Ambulatory Service Committee, Gabe Howard, stated that it is the county's desire to avoid a third-party ambulance service provider. We are committed to providing high-quality emergency medical services without burdening our citizens with a significant property tax increase, Howard wrote in response to Cheney's letter. Howard acknowledged the static state of annual funding for EMS, saying a review is warranted. In light of the July 6th RFP deadline, it is important to find a solution that balances community needs with the financial realities of providing essential services, Howard said. The MS Ambulatory Committee was formed with a specific task to address the contract and is currently working with Murray Regional Medical Center to draw up final plans. If history is told through images, Murray County is making use of that fact to display its historic legacy with a new vanity license plate featuring an artist's rendering of the county's most visible familiar structure, the county courthouse. There is only one catch to putting this plate on vehicles anywhere in the state, that being for the Murray County Historical Society to sell 1,000 units before production can begin, according to President of the Organization and Murray County Commission Chairman Eric Previtti. We've had a bit of trouble selling the needed amount of tags so far, Praviti said. We really need people to step up for this one, he said. The concept tag was developed four years ago with the help of local artist Susan Jones and put to task through a required process of state legislature-approved production with Representative Scott Sapicki and Senator Joey Hensley both supporting the bill to create the plate. In the spring of 2022, a proposal for the car tag reached the state, Praviti said. When the county did not meet their sales goal in time last year, they received a year extension, stretching out until the end of June 2024 to sell the required units. Currently, Pravetti said only 200 units have sold to date, leaving 800 needed to make the concept tags actual plates on vehicle bumpers. The push to lend a creative hand to Murray County's historic preservation efforts has also attracted the support of well-known local Mike Wolf from the TV show American Pickers as well. This effort serves as a boost to further funding on projects that help preserve Murray County, Pravetti said. Even though the plate is locally focused, anyone in the state can purchase a plate. The $90 vanity car tag includes the normal price of vehicle tag registration with an added $35 deposit that will be refunded should the required units not be sold in time. Though Murray County Historical Society is hoping that the plate moves from concept to reality, this is a fundraiser for the Historical Society, Pravitti said, adding that it may help in aiding grant monies to preserve many of the county's most beloved sites and structures. In a tangible way, Pravitti said, structures such as the James K. Polk Home in downtown Columbia, the Athenaeum Rectory, to stretches of trail that echo the past of the Civil War will benefit from the funding effort to keep the story of Murray County in perpetuity. The end goal will yield tag production as soon as the required units are sold, for more details on purchasing an historic Murray car tag, visit www.historicmurray.com. 
Over the next few months, the Murray Regional, or I'm sorry, the Murray County Regional Airport will undergo a much-needed facelift for its aging runway, an $8 million project that will resurface the 6,000-foot stretch, laying the foundation of future travel in Middle Tennessee. The Regional Airport in Mount Pleasant, or Federal Aviation Association IDMRC, one of 78 airports throughout the state, has made a name for itself as one of the busiest airports of its size in Tennessee housing one of the longest runways among small airports in the state and selling 20,000 gallons of fuel per month. Manager Paul Turner attests that what keeps the air traffic coming to the regional airport in Mount Pleasant is hands down the memorable customer service. Although major corporations like General Motors call the airport its home base for freight distribution and executive travel, the face of the airport, Turner's hospitality, is what sets the terminal apart, according to repeat customers. The airport, located in rural southern Middle Tennessee, provides quick access to State Highway 43, which was extended to reach Columbia's Highway 31 for better access to General Motors than the Saturn plant back in the 1980s. Corporate giants that frequently use the airport include Love's Travel Stop, Walmart, Kohler, Hobby Lobby, Jimmy John's Sandwich Shop, and Springer Mountain Farms Chicken, to name a few. It's also not uncommon to see a few country music stars walking through the terminal on any given day. Greg Martin, airport board member, said the upgrades will set the stage for the future. But regardless of the upgrades, Turner serves as a solid fixture at the airport through the changes. They choose the airport because of the quality of service, Martin said. Paul sets the high standards of service. That airport is his baby, he said. Turner recently gazed out of the terminal window at the cranes and bulldozers which line the runway. Not a familiar sight, he says. He can't wait to get back to normal operations upon the completion of the project in September that includes resurfacing the five-decades-old runway, installed LED lighting, and upgrading electrical systems. The runway, which was constructed in 1974, has remained untouched and will now be strengthened to ensure it can accommodate the weight of multiple aircrafts of all sizes and the freight they carry for numerous companies in the region. The $8 million grant brings improvements to the 30-year-old runway. The project is funded through a matching grant program in which both the local airport and the Tennessee Aeronautics Division will partner to provide 5% towards the project, while the Federal Aviation Administration provides 95% of the project's funding. We can accommodate any aircraft here, a Gulfstream, for example, because of our runway length and width, unlike many smaller, more crowded airports in the region, Turner said. We have always been able to do that. We are not landlocked. We have plenty of room, he said. The upgrades just ensure we can keep doing that. It just needed to be done, he said. The airport's economic impact to Murray County is $13.9 million annually, according to the recent Tennessee Aviation Economic Impact Study generated by Tennessee Department of Transportation in 2019. Of that amount, visitor spending equaled $3.8 million. The state's aviation industry reaches $40 billion among 78 airports, including major sites in Middle Tennessee like BNA, Nashville's Commercial Airport, John C. Toon in Nashville, and high-traffic airports in Smyrna and Murfreesboro. According to Martin, the Murray Regional Airport is on its way to becoming self-sustaining through its sale of fuel at a competitive price and frequent air traffic that draws corporate and private customers to the region. Martin said the new runway will secure airport operations over the next 50 years, adding that plans to build a new terminal is in the works once funding is secured. 
Murray County Chamber and Economic Alliance President Will Evans said the airport is a crucial component in attracting major corporations to southern Middle Tennessee by providing convenient business travel and distribution. As Murray County has become a hub for the auto industry and manufacturing, with facilities like General Motors, J.C. Ford Tortilla Machine Maker, Fiberon, Merson, and Altium Cells, the airport adds convenience to companies' logistical distribution, deliveries, and travel. We are serving many different businesses and people from other states, so they might be traveling by plane or helicopter from site to site, Evans said. It allows them to land directly in our community. It's important that the facility is of high quality since many times it's the first impression they get of our county, he said. The airport also offers a good option to transport freight for many of the companies we serve. Turner, who is an on is on call 24 hours a day, seven days a week, focuses on high-quality customer service even though the airport is not a private entity, but state and federally funded. Taylor greets flyers, serves individuals and corporations, and schedules logistics almost every hour of the day. Many have come to depend on Turner to fulfill their daily flying needs from helping to coordinate deliveries to nearby manufacturers to storing planes for personal travel. As Taylor stands in front of his wall of fame in the airport lobby in early June, dozens of familiar faces decorate the wall, including local country music greats and frequent flyers like Dirks Bentley and Luke Bryan and recent visitor Tim Tebow. Turner says he loves his job and wanted, wouldn't want to do anything else. Although the airport administrative offices were built in the 1950s from leftover materials used to build Murray Regional Medical Center, Turner keeps the site spick and span. It comes from days in the restaurant business and service industry. My pet peeve is fingerprints on glass, he said. I will follow behind families with kids to make sure the smudges are gone, he said. Putting customers first comes naturally for Turner, who hangs his hat on hospitality. I think people keep coming back because we're clean, accommodating, laid back, and offer a place to seek solace and relax. If you need coffee or a snack, we have it, or even a shower, or a place to be quiet, he said. The airport will be unusually quiet, something Turner is not used to over the next three months as the runway and tarmac undergo much-needed upgrades that will set the foundation for future traffic at the airport. Everyone has been really patient and say they can't wait to come back, he said. The Murray Regional Medical Center will soon be two floors larger with an addition of rooms, physicians, and a full cosmetic renovation of the facility included as part of a $115 million expansion, administration announced on the hospital lawn on Friday. Under sweltering near three-digit heat, Murray Regional Health CEO Dr. Martin Cheney made the announcement before dozens of local and state elected officials, hospital staff, and community leaders. Dr. Cheney said the hospital has grown over the past 70 years from a staff of 57 people and 100 beds in the beginning to serving 500,000 inpatients, 1.5 million people through emergency services, and has delivered 90,000 babies since 1953. As Murray County, the fastest growing county in the state, grows into the future, Cheney said the hospital must keep up. This has been in the works for a long time, Cheney said. We deliver great care here, and it will only get better with more tools and space, he said. The expansion marks the first major construction project at Murray Regional Medical Center in approximately 20 years to enhance the patient experience and expand access to care. The expansions and renovations would bulk up departments, add two additional floors for patient care, and eventually present a more modern facade to the main campus complex. 
The project that is expected to take nearly three years to complete and will be funded by issuance of bonds, the first of which Cheney said is expected to total about $60 million. Cheney acknowledged longtime board members, county commissioners, and past CEO Dr. Bill Walter, the longest serving in the hospital's history, serving almost 35 years. We are standing on the backs of the many people who have gone before us, Cheney said. This will improve patient access and experience. Murray County Commission Board Chairman Eric Previtti praised the hospital's endeavor, stating that the additions will further anchor the hospital in serving the community for decades to come. Amid change, Murray Regional Hospital has remained constant. It's saved my life twice in two decades, and most of us have had loved ones who have entered the world here and those who have entered their final reward. We are it. We are the best medical center in this region. We are not owned by a big corporation, which is unique. We don't have to go by corporate rules. We stay ahead of the game, Pravitti said. The additions and renovations will include additional labor rooms, two more floors, upgraded facilities, and more physicians, just to name a few. Highlights of the project include addition of two floors, increasing the floors to nine at the hospital. The emergency department will be expanded and renovated. Four new surgical suites, modern exterior facade upgrades, renovation of public dining spaces, health parks in Lawrenceburg and Spring Hill, heart center expansion, and four patient rooms added to the childbirth floor. Murray Regional Health selected Wold Architects and Engineers as the design firm, Dr. Cheney said. The project is expected to be completed in 30 to 36 months. The hospital has received a variety of recognitions recently as Cheney spoke of new technologies, treatments, and added quality of care. Murray Regional Medical Center most recently attained gold status among only 56 other national hospitals on the registry for cardiac care. Friday's announcement was preceded by June County meetings laying the groundwork for new contractual agreements to support hospital infrastructure and energy upgrades. The county commission recently approved approximately $16 million for upgrades to the energy infrastructure in the hospital, which will kickstart the foundation of the project. At the regular June commission meeting, commissioners passed a resolution authorizing the hospital to upgrade thermal assets such as chillers and boilers under an energy-as-a-service, or EAAS, transaction. The initial move was seen as a way to reduce energy operating costs for the county-owned premises, according to the resolution. Budget Committee Chairwoman Kathy Grodi asked company representatives at the meeting how much would be saved from reduced energy cost through a lease agreement with Bernard LLC, in which the reply was in excess of $1 million. Bernhard's would make central utility upgrades. At the June Health and Environment Committee meeting, Cheney said any capital savings from energy would assist in the addition of four to six ambulatory operating rooms that are badly needed. The community is growing, Cheney said. We have a lot of surgeons now. They're maxed out as far as their times to operate, and so we need operating rooms in a bad way, he said. Cheney said Friday that he hopes for the community to see changes begin at the hospital by the end of this calendar year. And now your hometown memorials, sponsored by Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home. Mr. John Buddy Thomas Fisher, Jr., age 95, passed away on June 30th. A memorial service for Mr. Fisher will be held on Thursday, July 6th at 1 p.m. at First Presbyterian Church. The family will visit with friends on Thursday, July 6th from 11.30 a.m. until service time at the church, and again from 2 to 4 p.m. at 814 Academy Lane in Columbia. Oaks and Nichols funeral directors are assisting the family with arrangements. 
Mrs. Diane Martin Weatherford, age 79, died Sunday, July 2nd at home in Franklin, Tennessee. Graveside services for Mrs. Weatherford will be held on Friday, July 7th at 2 p.m. at Glenwood Cemetery. Oaks and Nichols Funeral Directors are assisting the family with arrangements. Mrs. Patricia Fay Ingram Holder, 68, a professional painter and resident of Pulaski, died Thursday, June 29th at Meadowbrook. A graveside service for Mrs. Holder will be held on Saturday, July 8th at 10 a.m. at Wilkes Cemetery. Oaks and Nichols Funeral Directors are assisting the family with arrangements. Mrs. Shirley Jean Lane Cochran, 79, a retired CPA and resident of Prim Springs, died Thursday, June 29th at Life Care Center of Columbia. Funeral services for Mrs. Cochran will be conducted on Saturday at 6 p.m. at Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home. The family will visit with friends on Saturday from 2 p.m. until service time at the funeral home. Graveside services will be conducted on Sunday at 12.30 at Polk Memorial Gardens. Mr. Robert Lee Rob Elliott Jr., 58, passed away unexpectedly on June 26th at his residence in Columbia. A celebration of life for Mr. Elliott will be held on Sunday, July 9th from 2 to 4 p.m. at the Southern Tray Steakhouse, upstairs in the Magnolia Room. Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home is assisting the family with arrangements. Hometown Memorials is sponsored by Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home, serving with dignity and consideration for over 150 As years go by, people may tend to forget just what a funeral is really all about. At Oaks and Nichols, we believe it's first and always a special remembrance of someone you love. We start by listening to your needs and desires. If you're unsure, we can help, gently, professionally. At Oaks and Nichols Funeral Directors, we haven't lost sight of why we're here, to serve Murray County families in the ways they prefer, and why Matt and Susie Sowell believe the way to honor tradition is with especially personal service. We believe your traditions, your customs, your rites of passage are very important. But we also believe in taking care of your personal wishes as well. At Oaks and Nichols, we try to do more than just the expected things, so the service you receive honors your heritage and is uniquely yours. And we invite you to experience the difference. Oaks and Nichols Funeral Directors, 320 West 7th Street in Columbia. Since 1856, people you can rely on. For your southern Middle Tennessee weather, we will have partly cloudy skies today with a stray shower or thunderstorm possible. The high will be 91 degrees with light and variable winds. Tonight, we can expect some clouds with more stray showers or thunderstorms possible. The low will be 69 degrees with light and variable winds. Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll cover more news from right here in your hometown. You're listening to Southern Middle Tennessee Today. Family first. (laughs) My dad used to tell us that all the time. But family first wasn't just something he'd say to us. It was how he lived every day of his life. And it's how I try to live mine, too. At Shelter Insurance, our agents are dedicated to helping provide personalized auto, home, and life protection that puts your family first. For auto, home, life, or business insurance, see Shelter Agent Tommy Hyde Jr. at 388-2009. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, 
residential and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high-quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Tint on Wheels is changing their Columbia location. You can now visit us at 406 South James Campbell Boulevard. The same window tinting you've trusted for over 30 years on all types of windows, car, business, or residential. We now offer accessories to elevate your ride. It's only getting bigger and better. With three locations, Columbia, Lewisburg, and Lawrenceburg. We do our best for you. Summer's coming. Let's get you ready. Call 931-619-TINT today. This is Bob Kessling with Pat Ryan. It's a beautiful day for digging. The backhoe operator has the engine running and is moving into position. He's heading for the ground. He's in there. Wait, there's a flag on the play. Let's get out of the field for the call from our official. Illegal procedure on the digging team. Oh, that penalty could cause a costly accident. That's right, Bob. He needs to call before he digs. There's underground utility lines that could be hiding just below the surface. Water, sewer, electrical, communication lines, and even natural gas. Avoid a penalty by first calling 811 to have any underground public utility lines located and marked with flags or paint. It's free, it's easy, and it's the law. For more tips, visit pipesafety.org. This message brought to you by the Tennessee Association of Broadcasters and the Tennessee Gas Association. Funded in part by a grant from the Underground Utility Damage Enforcement Board. Welcome back to Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM 101.7 and WKRM 103.7, your hometown source for news and information. I'm Tom Price. And now more local news. The city of Spring Hill broke ground on its future Spring Hill Police Headquarters on Monday, June 26th. The 60,000-square-foot building will be located on Hathaway Boulevard off of Port Royal Road. Construction is anticipated to take place over the next 20 months. The Spring Hill Board of Mayor and Aldermen approved the $37,500,000 project in their March meeting. Thank you, citizens, very much, because we truly believe in you, and we truly know that this is what you want, and this is what Spring Hill needs, Mayor Jim Hegeman said. Let's take one last break. When we come back, we'll cover the final story of the day. You're listening to Southern Middle Tennessee Today. 
Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at 10pin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. Turner and Osborne Tire Company, 1016 South Main Street in Columbia. Give them a call at 931-388-6822. They've been doing business since 1947 and in their current location since 1964. They provide the best tire and mechanical work at some of the best prices in Middle Tennessee. Hey, they're official Michelin and Goodyear dealers, and they've got all kinds of brands as well. Stop by and see Walker Vining and his professional staff, or check them out online at turnerandosborne.com. That's turnerandosborne.com. Welcome back to Southern Middle Tennessee Today, and now our final story. The Country Music Association announced the launch date for CMA Fest 50 Years of Fanfare, an original documentary film that tells the story of the world's largest and longest-running country music festival, CMA Fest. Debuting on Hulu today, Wednesday, July 5th, CMA Fest 50 Years of Fanfare marks CMA's first feature-length film, with CMA Chief Executive Officer Sarah Trahern and CMA Senior Vice President Marketing, Content, and communication strategy Kelly Stryuski serving as the film's executive producers. Told through exclusive one-on-one interviews, never-before-seen archival content, and CMA Fest performances, CMA Fest 50 Years of Fanfare celebrates the festival's humble beginnings as fanfare in 1972. CMA Fest celebrated its milestone 50th anniversary from June 8th to 11th of this year in downtown Nashville, featuring hundreds of artists performing across multiple stages and offering fans from around the globe a festival experience unlike any other. Again, CMA Fest 50 Years of Fanfare happens today on Hulu. That's all for this edition of Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOMWKRM Radio. I'll be back tomorrow to update you with the latest news. I'm Tom Price. Thanks for listening. Be safe and have a great day.